Welcome to the Part-Time Outdoors Podcast. Hosted by Matt Noss and Nate Wright. Welcome to episode 16, Part-Time Outdoors. Today we have on Shay Davis. Yeah, Shay uh, is one of your better friends. I've known him playing sports against him, you know, growing up. Um, but he's a uh, big time hunter locally here and, uh, he's involved in a lot of different areas, but he's also involved in one of the TV programs we have locally is what brothers of the uh, woods outdoors, brothers of the woods outdoors. Yeah. I knew he was getting uh, bigger and then, uh, I was kind of looking at all his stuff and I didn't realize all the sponsors and, and everything that he had, like he's really blown up over the past couple of years. Yeah. Today we, uh, we talk about, you know, a lot of turkey hunting. He, uh, did pretty well actually out in Kansas and Virginia and in West Virginia. Um, but also do a little bit of deer hunting and also a little bit of, uh, public land slander things that we're kind of against and we're for and so forth. Yep. He, uh, he had some time to come on and talk with us since he's already tagged out in uh, multiple States. So we we're glad to have him on and jumped at the opportunity. Yeah, no, I'll go ahead and uh, call him up now, Matt. We'll get him on here. All right. Sounds good. Hey, Shay, what's going on? Oh, not too much. What's going on, guys? Hey, Shay, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, no problem. I know it was a last-minute thing here. Yeah, <laughs> Nate was like, you want to do a podcast? I was like, well, I'm heading back to Morgantown now. I'll grab just enough stuff. And then uh, we're, I was like, I wonder if Shay, Shay will want to come on. Yeah. So I appreciate I, it. I enjoy, I enjoy talking a little bit hunting. Well, I figured it wouldn't be too hard. I was like, hey, you want to come talk turkeys? And I just said... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what have we been talking about for like the last two or three weeks nonstop? Exactly, exactly. And you went, uh, well, you were you were on it a little bit before me because you took a a trip before West Virginia started it, and it, didn't you get a Virginia? I went to Virginia and Kansas. Oh, you went to Kansas too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You shot a Rio out there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I shot a Rio. Like it was like uh, the weekend of our youth season was. Uh, Kansas comes in on like a Wednesday. I just need my nephews to get a little bit older, and then I'm gonna be all over that that youth season. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, a lot of people in West Virginia, their uh, their one and two year olds are killing them too. Yeah, right. I've been looking for kids for a while, but then I was like, is this creepy? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can I can't take your kid for a few hours and take him out in the woods and. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, man, I don't think that's how this works. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of gave up on that. I'm just, I'm letting the nephews grow. So, but Shay, <laughs> uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. And, uh, you want to go ahead and, uh, introduce yourself and, and tell them a little bit of what you're about and then we'll get into your season. Well, uh, I've known, uh, Matt since, uh, high school and he asked me to come on. I'm from, uh, Salem and, uh, been hunting for a little while since I was since I could probably walk. Uh, turkey hunting, I've really haven't got into till probably late high school. Just because you both know, like with baseball and stuff, growing up, we played baseball. Yeah, you know, Saturday mornings. Yeah, you, I didn't really. I got to hook turkey hunt like maybe twice up until like late high school, and then when I got into college. I got uh, around some boys that were like diehard turkey hunters, and I just—it's taken off from there. Yeah, I mean, we 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 were pretty busy at Liberty. I don't know about RCD. Yes. <laughs> oh, here we go. 
<laughs> already shots already. <laughs> His shots fired. Yeah, but that's true. Honestly, I, and now that you say that, it makes sense because I've never really got in the turkey hunt myself. I've done a little bit here in the last few years, but you know, I more to get in the woods, more and more we can. That I think it it pays off. Yeah, and that, and that, I mean, like literally Saturday mornings. If if you w- didn't have a game, usually games on Saturday started at noon. So mm-hmm. unless you had property literally right behind your house which I don't, I had to drive like 30, 40 minutes to my cabin, you know, it was impossible. Yep. Nope. You're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right. So what, uh, where, what part of Kansas did you uh, hit up? It was like, um, uh, Northwestern part. Um, okay. <laughs> he's think. like, I'm not letting anybody get this. Spot. Well, I was on, pri- <laughs> I, was on pri- I was on private, a uh, guy I know. Um, had some private land. He has a house. He inherited a house out there. And then uh, we was out there. <laughs> what is that town? I can't think of that town. That's, uh, but it's it's like northwest part of Kansas. Okay. How is that? A lot different out there. It's a like birds like are goblin in the mornings and it's still dark. Weirdest thing I've ever Jeez. seen in my life. Yeah, that guy told me, and I'm like, I mean, I'm sure it's dusk. I shut my truck door to get out, and birds are gobbling. I'm like, I can't even see them from my face. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're kind of wondering where you're gonna be if you're gonna be walking up on them or not. Yeah, and like I just walk in there, and like they don't even care. Like now, granted, I did miss one in the morning, misjudged the yardage, and it was a little long. Yeah, but you were bow hunting, right? No, no, I was shotgun. Oh, you I missed it with shotgun. the shotgun? Okay. Yeah, I was trying was, to give you an out. Well, <laughs> no, it was definitely not an out. Like, I, I'm not, I, I can tell you the thing. Like, in those cornfields, there's, like, little rolls. And oh, like, yeah, hard to know, judge on those. Yeah, and, like, I was like, man, this is – I mean, I was shooting a 12-gauge with TSS. I'm like – it was. I was like, man, this is, like, 50 yards. This is, like, you know, way in, in the range for, you know, 12-gauge with TSS. And um, – shot bird took off flying and i'm like i had problems last year with that gun at the i'm last year i killed one and then i missed one like a chip shot and i never i just thought it was me well this year when i took my gun out and shot it I, like it was not on one so I, I went back and i was a little worried and uh i sat there for a while because they were still birds were still gobbling all over the place around me and um Got up when I stood up. I'm like, man, that bird. When I stood up, I could see a row, and I'm like, man, he might have been a little bit farther than what I thought. End up being like 80 yards. Oh wow. Oh man. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. So did you, did you have a scope on the top of your shotgun, or you're just so right I, yeah? I use like a um, no, I use like a red dot, like one of the reflex sights, like yeah. a burst fast fire. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, it's just like, especially when you're staring at him in a cornfield, you're like, man, I could make that Charles a bow. Like, you know, it's like, it's not that far. Then once I stepped it off, I'm like, that was a little bit farther than what I thought. And I had my range finder with me, but you can't, in those cornfields, like in the, um, this time of year, it's all cut down and it's so flat, you have nothing to hit. So is it kind of like rolling hills and it kind of made it deceiving? Yes, yes. And I mean, like, it's, and it was so flat, but it was just like, there's just like little, like, rolls in like the cornfields like and it was just like a little roll and then it went up on the other side and he was on the other side and i could see him plain as day and he was 
strutting, but like by the time you walk over there and stuff, it was like 70, 80 yards. Hmm. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Yeah, and that, that, yeah, especially if you're shooting 70, 80 yards, that's a heck of a shot. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad. I, I mean, I knew he was okay. He flew off, and I watched him. He ran across the hillside and just walked off. So, I mean, I knew he was all right. Did you, did you just, try to re? Did you try? Well, I'm I'm from like the the upland world, so in, in my world we would call it. Would you try to like reflush it? But uh, did you try to go after him and, and try to draw him back in, or you pretty much give up? No, on I, I kind of gave up on him mainly because, well, in that group there was like there was him, another there was a long beard, and there's a hint or two, and there was just, like, birds gobbling all around me. So, I mean, it was, like, no point in getting up. And the other long beard that was with him, had he got with the hen, and I called, and he circled kind of back. He was actually in range, but just where he came in was was thick, and I'd had to turn completely around the tree and just wasn't able to get a shot on him. But yeah. that that evening is where I actually killed the bird that I killed. I came back in there. Oh, so you didn't get one right after you. you came back that evening. No, yeah, and that's another thing that's different about out there is you can hunt evenings. And, like, it, it, when I tell you this, you're like, uh, wasn't it dark? But, like, you can hunt up to sunset out there. That's how and, That's how PA is. Like, after here in a couple of days, PA will switch from only being able to hunt till noon to you can hunt um don't quote me either half an hour after sunset or, yeah. or something to that extent like the the rules completely change like halfway through the season up there same with like ohio does that and i'm wanting to say i wouldn't say virginia does that too but i'm not 100 percent sure in virginia but i know ohio does that but i, what, that I wonder why like, west virginia wouldn't adopt that so i listened to a thing the other day and it had something to do with Back in the day, like this um, uh, wildlife biologist said that, you know, hunting after one disturbed the hens on the nest and all this stuff. Well, they said it came to, came to find out after they did researches, like it didn't hurt or help the, like the nest um, stuff. And a lot of um, states went back to hunting all day, but there's a lot of states that don't which I don't mind. I don't mind the one o'clock thing. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of glad that it is one o'clock because if it wasn't, I would be out there from exactly. five thirty in the morning till, till nighttime, you know, I wouldn't leave exactly. until I got a bird. So I'm, I'm glad they limited me. That's like, I, I, I don't love it, but like deep down, I'm like, this is, they know it's best for me. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's, that's exactly the thing. It's like, you know, especially, I'm wearing down now, and I'm and I haven't even really been hunting a bunch lately because I'm tagged out. But like I've been hunting with a couple buddies. But like mm -hmm. you know, after deer season, man, I'm like dead hunting all day, every day, and stuff like that. And I'm like, at least turkey season, like I don't feel obligated to hunt the afternoons. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's exhausting. And then and then like you said, it's in the back of your mind. You're like, ah, could I've been out there this evening to you know yep. hunt and everything like that. Yep. So but, yeah. Well, that bird in Kansas, I ended up shooting him with like five minutes of um, like light left or legal shooting light, and it was like eight fifteen or something like that. Wow. wow. Yeah. So will you go back? Um, I might go back next year. I'm already I already got planned 
to go. I'm going to Florida for my Osceola. That would okay. be cool. Yeah. I do have one guy, uh, one of my friends, that I, Jerry Hawk. He went out to Kansas this year um, with a bow, and he was going to try to get one with a bow. I don't know if he did or not. I told him if he if he got one, let me know, and we'll, we'll do an episode with him because it's hard enough with a shotgun. I can't imagine taking a yes. bow out and trying to knock one down. And it's so open out there, like you can't move. Like, um, like the people go out there and film. If you're not in a blind, you can't. And like, I just one thing I don't, I can't hunt out blinds just because I don't like carrying the stuff and setting it up. Right. Um, and it, it's so open out there. And when those turkeys see you out there, they just sprint as fast as they can go across those cornfields, up over the prairie everything speaking of carrying stuff so i made a pact uh it must have been probably in august or september uh because i was on a little bit of a buying spree and i said i will not spend another (laughs) cent (laughs) but this i said this year but come january is a new year well i've been carrying my walmart backpack around uh trying to shove my decoy in it which is no it didn't work at all you know but yeah. Shay talked me into buying a new turkey bag uh, from Grounded Brand Outdoors. And I'll tell you what, he said, because we were talking about vests, and he's like, I went to, he went to some expo, and he's like, I've tried yeah, them on all. Which one yeah. was it? The NWTF convention in Nashville. Oh, you went on, okay, yeah. I'm sure they had all the vests there then. Yeah. So that was, that was his top pick. He said, you know, he, he tried them all on. And they didn't have; they were out of stock on the um, the camo that I wanted. But I'll tell you what: the one that I ended up getting, I'm almost. I think I'm more happy with it because the way everything's greening up, like it blends in mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. And there's so many pockets on that thing. Like the there's almost too many pockets because I have a scattered brain, so I'll, I'll put something in one pocket and then I'm like, oh, what pocket did I put that in? And I got to go through like six pockets to, to find it. That is that is the truth. And I, I don't know if you've noticed, like I would never known unless like the, the guy that owned the company was there, the one showing me us uh, about it. And like those sh- uh, pockets that are like that one zipper how they're made they're made with like non-rip material where you could put like your shears and stuff in there oh really no, is, i didn't know that. is it the impact yeah. vest yes yep okay. i'm looking at it right now it looks pretty nice i'll tell you yeah, what i've sat on a lot of seats and that's by far the most comfortable seat for deer hunting turkey hunt like anything i've done that's the most comfortable seat i've ever sat in now was you like me i was very very even when he was showing me it i was very skeptical of like the uh, magnet um, on the seat because yep. every, every vest has like, you can put mag there. The magnets are on the seat and it holds up. And like everyone I've had, they like fall down. since so you take a step. Yep. That, that thing will not fall down. It doesn't, it doesn't fall. The magnet's so strong. Like when I, when I'm getting up to move or reposition, I have to like put my finger between the two to, to let it like slightly clip or so it doesn't make a noise. Like it's that strong noise. of a magnet. Yep. I think it's the little things that separate, like the little detailed things, like you said, the magnet. You, I know we're talking about a magnet, but it's it's important that it doesn't flop on you every time you're walking and stuff like oh that. Oh my gosh, just, I hate that. I'll tell you what, I might take that seat off my turkey vest and use it for deer season, honestly. 
Yeah, because you yeah, because it's only like clipped on there or something. Yeah, yeah, you can take it off. Like it has the magnet, but it still has a clip that you can unclip yeah. it if you want to. Yeah, that's uh, like I said, I I tried that vest and, it, and like it's it's actually light even after you put all your stuff in it. It's still light. Yeah. Yep. And, and I like I like too how like you put a water bottle in it. You can put it on yep. the outside, but it, for easy access, but it still like completely conceals the entire water bottle. And then, and then it also has where you can put like a water bladder in it because that's what I use. Yeah, uh, like a a bladder in the back of it. I I need to awesome. I need to get one of those. My problem is that with the water bladders, I never I get lazy and I don't clean them out, and then they get mildew yeah. and. and I, <laughs> It just I is, just I just wipe them out at the end of the year. A little little mold doesn't hurt anybody at the <laughs> next year. Yeah, it's it's, it's in about everything we eat anymore anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm always <laughs> like after the first day when I feel it, I'm like I'll, I'll probably tag out tomorrow, so uh, it'll be fine. And then, <laughs> I don't, then like three weeks later, I'm still drinking the same water. Uh, hey, if, if I wouldn't have killed as early as I did, I'd start. I'd probably still not be tagged out. I think it's got tougher as the years went. Oh yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I saw a gobbler today on my neighbor's yard, and because I was driving, come back to Morgantown, and uh, slammed on the brakes, and I was like, uh, "All right." I drove back to my house. I only have about six acres, and I stood up on the hill and <laughs> I was trying to call him up, but uh, no dice. So in Virginia, uh, did you hunt private as well? No, we had a public, and we only. The bad thing, which Virginia changed it as of July 1st, Virginia, you, right now, you can't hunt public on Sundays. Really? Dumbest, dumbest thing ever, but as of July 1st, that changes. Next, All next year stuff, you're allowed to hunt public on Sundays. So we just bought a tag and then like a three-day license, and we went for the opening day, and which was like the week before our um, youth day. Okay. And the pressure honestly wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, but the birds, we, the, when we finally got on birds at like 10 o'clock or so, um, we was following scratching and stuff like that, like fresh scratching. And we got to like the private line. Mm-hmm. And we look over there and there's like a big box bond, big feeder over there. So. Okay. Yeah, that makes it hard for like your weekend warriors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially Sundays. Yeah, and that's, that's why I think they changed that because they was getting a lot of people wasn't wanting to come to Virginia to hunt because who wants to come and hunt one day really? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um. So then, are you hunting private back home here in West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I'm. I don't. Matt. Uh. Matt's brave. I. I don't know if I can hunt public. West Virginia. I'll tell you what. I, I was right, listening yeah. to a uh, a podcast yesterday, and it was talking about. It was more geared towards towards deer hunting, but it yeah. still applies to turkey. About how much just in the last five years, hunting has changed as far as no, like a lot of people can't afford land anymore, so they're going towards public. And then we had the COVID, so then everyone was off work. And then, so before everyone would be stationary, like in stands, and now everyone's out moving around. Everyone's mobile. Everyone has mobile. saddles, and like the the way you have to hunt now, with all that pressure and all the variables, and all the new equipment. Everyone has ONX on their phone. Everyone can yep. identify all the set. Like 
it's a whole new ball game compared to where it was just even five years ago. Like the whole yeah. mindset's different. And that's like, uh, which I mean, <clears throat> and some of it, good, but yeah, in a sense it's, it's makes it pretty hard too. Well, I, in my opinion, I think it, it, it makes it easier for, uh, I'm trying not to put down other hunters. It makes it easier for lazier hunters. Though. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm 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 gonna put it the nicest way possible because I mean like <laughs> I mean before Onyx you had to go out and scout, find the sign, find like you know property lines. Be like, all right, I can't go here and stuff now there. Yeah. And I mean, I love Onyx. I mean, I hunt public. I got a little bit of private and public in Ohio, and it helps me out a lot. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just in in a little bit of it i think is everyone's watched one episode of a certain youtube channel and they at a public land think they're gonna kill giant brothers yeah. brothers no, of right. the woods it's... outdoors no, <laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm, I, I know you know, towards, I know. I, you know they're, they're on our blacklist right now that's a long story okay <laughs> but um yeah like we won't we yeah. won't go there yeah but like i'm like you watch one of uh, these people watch one of those episodes and they're like, I can go here and hunt now and, and stuff like that. And everyone should, I mean, everyone should have that mindset, but like they make it look like it's so easy to do. And then, you know, they don't show the miles and miles of stuff no. that you do, you know, on, no. you know, on film. No. And I mean, it's just, just like turkey hunting. I mean, like, you know, I was averaging, at least five miles before I killed a turkey. And, you know, the one day I, uh, it was actually my, what my fiance's first turkey. We got, we walked in, got under these turkeys. It was actually Jake. And she shot one and we're walking out and here comes a guy flying up on side by side, getting out with, you know, or he's in his truck, you know, getting out and getting ready. And he's like, Oh, did you guys kill that bird? And I'm like, yeah, you're literally like, 60 yards or like 100 yards away from where it was what did you think he was gonna do run up to your truck <laughs> as you call them <laughs> like i get so frustrated with people i'm like you know and it is and it's different if if the guy was like 70 you know 60 70 years old and stuff yeah. but when he's like 30 or 40 years old and i'm like gosh i did see a video on facebook a couple of days ago of uh, a guy in west virginia driving his truck and a big old gobbler jumped in the bed of it <laughs> i don't know if you guys saw that or not no yeah it was, I maybe was, that one maybe was, that's what he saw yeah maybe, maybe that's what he's trying to he saw that on facebook he's trying to do the same thing i don't know yeah but I, that's and i mean like i said if it, 60 70 year old guy yeah anyway you can get out in the woods and stuff like that but this it's I mean, I hate to down our generation, but like our generation of hunting is we we got to make it easier, everything easier, 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 easier. Yep. Yeah. I mean, definitely utilize your tools that you can. Yes. But I yes. think but I think that there's still a lot more work involved just because, you know, you have more technology, but there's still a lot more involved than just, you know, sh- showing a waypoint on uh, on X and thinking you're going to walk up to it and kill a deer. Yeah, or exactly. And. Yes, exactly. And it, I mean, it's just like the same. Uh, I mean, you can put it towards like deer season, the same guys that drive the four wheel around all day and uh, think they're going to kill one. I mean, 
I feel like I've a lot been I, I've a lot been up frustration about this. <laughs> it, it's got even Listen. uh bigger than hunting though. Like if you look at like how big public's getting, like you're yeah. not you're not just competing against the hunters. You're competing against now all of the hikers, the berry pickers, yeah. the people looking for morels, the the picture, yeah. the people going out to take pictures of animals. Like, I mean, yeah. it's it really is a lot of pressure. But you know, I mean, and may I'll correct me if I'm wrong here in a few years. But you know, you say it's grown so much in the last five years. But I think people are going to go out there, and you know, some people, you know, I mean, it's sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Um, in a sense, but like, my thing is, is, you know, people are probably going to realize that there's more work involved in just walking out there. So they may get deterred and may not be doing it as often or doing it anymore down the road. It, yeah. It, I agree. Exactly. Especially with the way prices are like, they're going to got to buy a new climber and they're going to see $400 for a climber. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I've been no watching. Go ahead. Then they'll watch, you know, some videos and they'll just hunt from the ground. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I've carried tree stands in and it's not fun. That's why I'm on the saddle and stuff like that. But I've seen some climbers in some areas and I'm like, how the heck did they get a climber? Not a climber, a ladder stand. I'm like, how the heck did they get a ladder stand all the way back here? Oh, yeah. You but, you know, they're you know, they're putting those on four wheelers and taking them in. When you see those big yes. old ladder stands a mile and a half in, I'm like, come on. I know you didn't carry that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And then there's usually even on public. There's usually a corn pile about 50 yards from it. <laughs> I report them. Everyone listening. When you see them corn piles and salt blocks on public, report it. It's funny because we were scouting in Indiana um, probably two months ago, me and my buddy Derek that we hunt in Indiana together with. But we were probably two miles in, and and this just goes to show you, like, inexperience. So the guy had a cell cam, uh, waist high, no lock, (laughs) and and had a uh, a mineral block right in front of it. And, like, we reported it. Didn't bother anything. You know, we left his camera there and left it alone. But I'm like, I'm like, dude, man, like, someone's going to walk back here and see your camera. They're going to steal that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just It just goes to show you, like, right there is, like, someone that has no experience with, you know, the public land, dealing with people. Like, I mean, I've had stuff stolen on private land, let alone public land. Not to mention yeah. if it's a cell cam and you're baiting in front of a cell cam, like no other <laughs> way, you might as well just put your name on it for the DNR because they're going to exactly. know exactly who you are. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, uh, they got probably what they deserve. My, I mean, my parents always told me they're like, well, you got to think like if they're a criminal, like they're probably not very smart to start with. So you can't, you can't really use common <laughs> yeah. sense with them. <laughs> oh man. And that's so, like, and, uh, like, and, like, and like when you hike back in that far and you get, and, and you, you did do your homework and know like a good thing and you walk and you just trampled in there and threw out feed and minerals and all that stuff in that buck's bedroom he knows yep. i think he's yeah. stupid yeah you might, you might right. get some does in there but the, the big yeah. ones are gone exactly he hasn't seen that his whole life because he's been on public land so he's not going to deal with that and then then just showed up some apple crush from walmart <laughs> <laughs> how'd that get here you you can't bash that too hard though you got do you have do you have sponsors that are um yeah <laughs> yeah, but but the the thing about that is for is, private though. Yeah, and 
it's like nutritional. If you go and look right. at like that apple crust that you get at Walmart that's like seven ninety nine a bag, it's just like flavored salt. Right. Yep. So I mean Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I'd like if I ever do get land one day, I would like to to build me a nice food plot. Oh yeah. So do you uh do you know Eli Gaines? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Okay, Eli's wife works with my with well, you know the Nicholson's page yeah. and all that and stuff like yeah. that. So we're gonna uh, have Eli on here pretty soon, and he was telling me about the Brothers of the Woods Outdoors. So what is your involvement with that, and like, you know, kind of explain that a little bit and how that got started. Yeah, I've been on their staff for like I think since like 2017. It was right after Eli got on. Okay, and uh, we're on like uh, Channel Five One. Let's see. Like during turkey season or right before turkey season, at um, I think seven eight, seven thirty, and I don't have local channels, so I don't get to watch it. I just only have streaming services. That's why I don't know much about what how much on TV. Same but, here. Um, and then right before the fall starts, it it's on seven thirty on Sundays too. And then we have like a live viewing type thing on the um, on YouTube at like. 8 eight thirty or something on that on those Sundays too. Okay. Okay. You guys have a lot of pro staff and a lot of members with the yeah, I think we have I'm wanting to say sixteen or seventeen. Okay. Like that. Um so a decent amount. I was watching Well the big thing is you guys probably want to put content out so that you gotta have yeah. a decent amount. Yeah. I was watching and, uh, Jim Davis's um video that he did in Harrison County on uh on on a gobbler and really good quality that they have there. Um yeah. and I, I was intrigued by it because he was using the same call that I got from Hardy's custom calls, the split personality. Split personality. Yep. yep. And uh he he I did learn something from it. Um he said when they're up in the trees that use the slate side. He said yep. that really gets them going when they're up in the trees. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try that next time I go out. Ronnie makes fun of the guy that's already. He makes fun of me because my whole vet, I have so many dang calls in my vest. Well, <laughs> well I'm, I messaged him on Instagram and I was like, "Hey, uh, of course, I always put everything off to last minute." I was, it was like a yeah. week, it was like a week before turkey season. I was like, "Hey, uh, what's the what call would you recommend if you were buying one? Like, I need to order one like today." And he was like, "Go split personality sounds great," and it does. Like, I'm impressed. I'll, I'll be back and I'll buy more of their calls for sure. Yeah, if you, if you need to figure out some, I've got literally about every single call that he makes. I want to try that crystal hen call that he makes. The up. crystal hens, it's it's a good one. Um, I don't have the exact crystal hen that he makes. I got one he actually just sent me not too long ago that was like um, different wood that I wanted, and he made me a matching um, uh, Striker. glass and well glass and a Paducah pot. And then ceramic in a Paducah pot too. That that's awesome. I always kind of like for as good as those calls sound. Like for I mean I think the split person I was like thirty five, and then the yep. the crystal the crystal hen was like thirty nine bucks. I mean like for that good of a call, like that's a steal. And and those are literally he makes those in his shop there up in Martinsburg. Like he, they're handmade. They're not like mass produced at like some factory, and then they send them to him, and he sends them out. That's he awesome. literally makes. He just got. Um, he was telling me, I think he's gonna be in like, 
I forget how many it was, but it's definitely all the ones in West Virginia, Maryland, and Pennsylvania rural Kings too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, a, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah he, he's, he ain't going to have any time to hunt. He's going to be making calls no. all day. Because I think he does like deer calls and predator calls and yep. all kinds of calls, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Uh, he, he makes some grunt calls. And he makes uh, a, um, it's called a Dirty Dawn, um, like a can type call. Um, he makes, uh, coyote calls, locator calls. He makes, he, he's got quite a bit of stuff. Sounds like he's got it going on. What, what's your take on the, uh, aluminum? Are, are you a fan of the aluminum oh, calls? A, well, yes, I'm very big on the aluminum calls. And if you're looking and his aluminum he has now. I'm not going to tell you to wait off here a little while, but there there might be a new <laughs> aluminum call coming out. I'm not <laughs> throwing anything out, but he's, you let me know if I need to, to edit that part out. <laughs> no, no. I mean, he's coming out. He's been working with a new aluminum call, and I think he's coming out with it next year. Okay, yeah, I'll probably get. It. I've never used aluminum before, so it's it's above my head. Oh. I I really don't even know much how 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 it differs at all. So, oh, I mean it's it's. I guess I like it aluminum. probably carries a little bit farther than like slate yes. glass. Yeah, and it's like ear piercing. Like, in my I can tell you, in my vest I have four pot calls because that vest that we have has four pockets. I carry. Uh, Glass, ceramic, slate, and um, aluminum. Those are the four. But I tell you, a big thing is too is the different strikers, like different woods of strikers. That makes a world of difference. Yeah, like the different types of wood. Yeah, it's like the type of wood. Like you have like diamond wood is what I use on like my um, diamond wood. Can you use about on everything? And that's like loud. It's like a hard wood, loud real crisp and then you can get down to like um like your black walnuts and stuff like that that's more of like softer like um less dense wood and you can get softer on that stuff and then you have all the in-betweens like osage and got a hickory so um, you'll kind of switch your calls up like so early in the morning you're you're going to use a real soft striker and then like yes, later in the day slight. okay Slate or ceramic, you can ceramics kind of like ceramic. You can get really loud on, but it sounds really good low tone too. So, like if I'm tree calling to a bird, I'm either going ceramic or um, slate. Okay, it's interesting. I never even thought of it that way with the different types of wood. Yeah, I've got a little obsessed with this stuff. I li- like I'm sitting at my game room right now. This is where I get shunned to by my fiance. Um, and but the uh, it's crazy, like just the different like sounds, like each wood makes and stuff like that, and like the different like woods that the pots are made out of, like my glass, ceramic, and um, slate car all in Paduke pots. Which I love that wood. Like I bought a his a slate call off of him up at um he was at the Morgantown show, and uh, I was up there with him, and he's like, "Try this one." And I was like, and I ran it, and I was like, "I," I was like, "How many you got left?" And he's like, "That's the last one." I said, "Just sit it back there." 
<laughs> and that's the one I've been running the most. I love it. But that that's this is the the detailed side of things, so yeah, you know, it makes a little difference. Yeah, and that, and and uh, but the thing is, is like you know, people's like, well, what call and what? It's hard to do that with turkey hunting because like, if you don't know like woodsmanship or like where to set up, you could have, you know, Dave Owens there calling for you, and it's not gonna matter. I got but you. you don't have the right setup. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's your That's, secret sauce? Do you have like a secret sauce for calling, like something you go to, like a, a certain sequence, like from start? So like you get there, you're set up, you know you got a gobbler treed, uh, let's say probably 150 yards away. Like what what calling sequence are you going to go with? Or does it change based off of weather? Or do you got something like you go to every time? Like what do you do? It, it all changes on like the temperature of the gobbler in my opinion, like the two that I would call your typical, like Turkey was in the tree is my fiance's two this year. Um, we got within probably 200 yards of like what ended up being like 10 Jake's. And, um, I was calm. I hit, I, when we got to where we was going, I hit the hoot out call and they gobbled. And so we moved out and I moved in position. I hit the hoot out call again and they wouldn't gobble. So I found the biggest tree we could uh, sit against and we sat there and I just took that um, slate call and just was doing some little yelps, just real soft. Like, I mean, like as soft as you can be, little purrs and stuff like that. And they gobbled to it. Well, I did it one more time, and they didn't gobble, and I was like, all right. And I just sat there and waited, and it was kind of foggy. And those birds flew down probably about 150, 200 yards from us, and the next gobbles that we heard from those 10 jakes was about 100 yards, and it was like the whole ridge. And then, you know, I just uh, went back to the slate call, called them right in. Those... Those, uh, the first one came in, I was like, all right. She, I was like, you, you want to shoot a Jake? Cause she'd only killed one turkey before this. And uh, I was like, you want to shoot a Jake? And she's like, they all eat the same. And I was like, well, let her fly. <laughs> and I was letting her use my new 20 gauge that I got. And uh, she flattened that thing at like 50 yards. And she, wow. and, and it, it, what makes us funny is after her second one, the next day, it was the complete opposite, but she threw me the gun. She's like, shoot one. I'm like, I'm not tagging out. on. I'd already killed one. I'm like, I'm not tagging out on a Jake. I said, calm down. This is, and I said, this one work off. And they worked off and we went up there and got that one. Well, then the next morning, it was pretty much the same thing on the same ridge, except for the, um, there was two groups. There was, it was like a, it sounded like two Jakes and two gobblers. And, um, same thing, they gobbled to one hoot out call, and then after they shot gobbled to that, it was like they were done. And I got on the slate, and I actually, where we set up, I actually walked out the ridge a little ways and called, and then called walking back to where I sat down, and they wouldn't gobble. And the two long beards, they gobbled when they hit the ground, about probably 200, gave them some soft yelps and purrs and clucks, 
on the uh, slate that gobbled. I did it again. They didn't gobble. I, I told her, I was like, either they're coming or they got hen. So I said, let's just sit here and see what happens. And the way we set up is I just, we don't, and it's nothing against anything. I just don't use decoys just because mainly I don't like carrying them or anything. And uh, so we sat on like the roll of a hill to where they'd have to come up. The next gobble was like at 70 yards. And um, I told her, I was like, all right, click the safety off. I said, they're coming. I had a mouth calling. I called once and they both let off and they came in running. Well, this time there's two long beards. I mean, two stud long beards. She shot one, clicked it on safety and took off running after it. I was like, I was like, I could shot the other one. <laughs> you know, yesterday with the Jakes, yesterday with the Jakes, she threw me the gun and let me shot him. Then she shoots. I mean, this long beard's like 30 yards. And when she shoots it, the other one jumps in the air, comes down, gobbles and stands there. And then she's running at him. And I'm like, well, <laughs> like I could be tagged out today too. Oh gosh, that's funny. Oh man, that's good story, man. That gets me fired up just just listening to it. Yeah, she. Uh, I'm sitting here looking. She killed one two years ago. She didn't kill one last year. She didn't get to go very much, but one two years ago, she is her first turkey ever. First time killing anything, and uh, it was a stud. But it's mounted right here in the game room. You said you're using an owl call for for a locator. I have a yeah. crow call. Is there in your head? Is there any difference really, as far as um, like, as far as West Virginia speaking? Do you think an owl call would be a better locator than a crow call? I mean, I know it's mostly all shock gobbles, but like, does maybe maybe one scare them more? Or in the mornings, I always use owls, and in the evenings, I always use owls. And there's some people. So, and, so you use owls believe- no matter what. <laughs> Well, I don't, honestly, I've never, and I don't know what it is, and I've just never had luck with shock goblin on a crow call during the day. And there's people that, you know, that swear by them, and and I believe them. I've seen other people blow them and they gobble to them, but I'm, I literally, I don't think I've ever had a turkey shock gobble to a crow call. Well, that one today I was telling you about that I, I went back to my land and tried to call over. I, I I didn't know where it went after I had drove back to my house, and uh, I hit a couple crow calls, and uh, about five minutes later I had some crows that came in. <laughs> but did I gobble today? No, I never did get a gobble on that. I did get one gobble in uh, Pennsylvania on the crow call early in the morning, but, the, I mean, they'll pretty much gobble at anything that early. Yeah, and that's like – now I've heard them gobble to actual like crows, but usually that's because the crows are usually over top of them and like messing with them and stuff. But like I, I just ha- haven't had luck with it. Like if anymore, like if I'm going to sh- try to get one to shock gobble, I get the aluminum or like a glass and just crank on it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the, that, but sometimes that can mess you up because if you have one like, down over the hill like at 60 or 70 yards and you crank that and they gobble might be in they're coming you might not be able to get to a tree by the time they come up over the hill now does does hardy's make an alcohol yeah he makes an alcohol and a crow call I'll that's pro- only locator calls i think he has i'll probably go after one of those alcohols um yeah so- and they're not bad I, I i mean i think they're like don't quote me but like 
mid-teens maybe like 15 16 17 dollars or something like that that's that's not bad at all you were no you were talking about um finding the biggest tree and sitting in front of it probably my biggest problem in hunting is i can't sit still no matter what so i always try to get like some type of of cover in front of me but uh yeah a lot of the people i've been watching um it seems like they do the same thing. They just find a big tree and sit right in front of it. You feel like they just kind of, you blend in with the tree. Is that kind of the thought process there? Yeah. But you know, like uh, the more I've been watching like different stuff, like it, there's, you can get away with a lot of movement and not as much movement. Let, let me rephrase that. Not as much movement <laughs> as like, if the turkey's standing there and like you're moving around, but like, you know, I was always taught like you gotta be quiet going through the woods turkey hunting but you know as long as you're like walking through the leaves and like i call when i walk a lot just like soft stuff not like you know cranking and yelps and stuff mm -hmm. like that but trying to just do like like feeding purrs yeah and stuff like that while i'm walking and um i've had one that i know for sure like i called nothing gobbled and i did that all the way out of ridge and he gobbled like you could tell he was following me oh. um i've had that happen one time and i just always done it and uh but like i think noise you can get away with a lot in the woods turkey season now like i'm like if a turkey walks up at like 40 yards and you're sitting there trying to move around and stuff like that now i have tried but, to add a little accessory noise like when I call, I'll kind of kick the leaves a little bit back and forth, kind of make it, it sound like yep. I'm doing a scratch or something like that. It's just like in – I've noticed – because I've never had a lot of luck um, rattling horns in deer season in West Virginia. But, like, I've listened to people, and like they said, you're sitting there clanking horns as hard as you can together, and there's no leaves or sticks cracking and mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's, you know – you'll you know rattle in your four points six points stuff like that you know they're not smart but there's big bucks and the, these turkeys they know mm -hmm. yeah they if do they can tell if they're pressure if they're pressured and stuff like that um they're not dumb so now that you're tagged out um are you going to be going to any other states um or and what's your plans look like, like for fall or any more turkey hunting or anything like that i'd like to go to i'd like to go over to ohio but i don't think i will get to um i'm probably just done for the year i might go with some guys and just call because i honestly like i like calling and just you know just being there for the experience with turkey hunting now like deer hunting it's like leave me alone <laughs> but like it, it, like i won't be on my own i just want to be by myself and stuff like that but um i probably won't go anywhere else this spring just because mainly because next year i'm definitely going to florida and i'd like to go get my Merriam next year too that'd be cool so so but i don't know if that'll happen but in the fall, I'll just be going Ohio and West Virginia because I'll uh, every year I take off the whole month of November. So, sounds doesn't sound like a bad vacation. 
No. I literally, you can send my mail to my cabin. <laughs> but I, but we do go over, I got a lease over in Ohio. And um, I go over there and hunt a little bit. Okay. Okay. What county are you in, in Ohio? Um, shit, you asked me too fast. Um, I'm, 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 hold on. I got I to I look. Whatever, what county is Portsmouth in? Portsmouth mm. is, that's like southern Ohio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like near Jackson. It's uh, not Jackson County, though, but it's near Jackson. I know Nate's wanting you to say Adams County. What? Adams, oh, is, Adams is a big buck county. It's Portsmouth. Uh, Adams County is like the furthest south. Um, Portsmouth. I'm looking at it right now here. I've heard of that city, though. Portsmouth's like down on the border of Kentucky, but it's whatever county Portsmouth's in. I've only been there once for a, a shift uh, for work, but it was uh, a lot of farmland, it looked like, at least where I was at. See, ours borders up against um, public land down there, which is bad. Good it's right bad. along, are you right along, you're right along the High River. Maybe, but that's not where ours is, but it's whatever county that is. I feel like Shay's a slave to the GPS. He he, he punches it in, and then he just goes yes. wherever it tells him to. <laughs> yeah, like I can get to it now without using the GPS, but like I don't know. Like I know <laughs> I go, go down to go over. Well, you're not far from Adams County. Yeah, okay. it's right. It's right. It's close there. Yeah. Adams County, I, I know Adams County is a big buck county. I know right there, Metz County is right there, too. And it's a big buck county, too. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, Ohio is a different world. It's just not oh, that yeah. way. Yeah, I, got, I started on public land um, two or three years ago. We went public land over there, and... It's a it's a whole different ball game over there, like like I'm not putting down hunters again, but a lot of these I see guys asking like, "We have we want to go to Ohio next year?" And like I know these people, and I'm like, "You're not gonna survive in Ohio. <laughs> it's gonna eat you alive." It, it's you a, get, when they say hill country, it's hill country. Yeah, you can't get on your four wheeler and go put up your bucket feeder and put fifty five or fifty pounds of corn in your bucket feeder and sit there and you're blonde and like i'm not against that i, I love how she, your... i love how she's like now nah, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put anybody down but i'm not against people who do that but like unless you got private land over there like yo you can't do that and yep. that's it's just not and, legal. I mean, it's just the way it is. No, it's not it's, legal. He's basically doing what Will Ferrell did on Talladega Nights. With all due respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like like I said, I'm like I honestly, some of my stands I have a feeder in front of it. It's all like but it's strategically placed. It's not just like, man, this looks like a good spot. I'm gonna put out fifty pounds of corn right here. Right. Yeah. I mean we I feed them all throughout the year. I mean I'm I do too. There. I, I feed I them do right too. now. Yep. So it's I got I got the grandpa's that stuff that uh we're sponsored by. I got that out right now. Minerals and feed. Yep. And exactly. um it I'm like I said, I'm not against that, but there's there's a lot of people that don't know how to hunt other than that. Yep. yep. And it's the same and it's the same way like when um like I get in 
to it sometimes with people in turkey hunting, like with with decoys and stuff like that. I'm not against decoys, but like you got to know how to use them and know like sometimes you like people are like strutter decoys this year are not working. There's so many jakes that those uh, long beards have got the crap beat out of them all year. They're not going to come if you got a big strutter decoy out there. <laughs> He's had enough. Yeah, and that's and like I was telling Matt the other day too is, you know, if it, these jennies, which are like the young um, female turkeys, they don't nest. So, and so they're not going like you know like usually at like twelve to one o'clock, everyone's like it's good. The hens are going to nest. Well, these jennies don't nest, so they're staying with the gobblers all day long. They're literally the gobblers are pitching up in the trees. The jennies are flying up with the gobblers, so that's why everyone's like, "Man, I'm hearing gobblers hammering on the limb, but they're shutting up when they go down." Yeah, because they have. I I heard someone say the other day, and I mean, like it makes sense. It's like he's got three or four women up there with with him, and why would he want to answer the fifth one? Yeah, and leave leave four women for what you know. I mean, that's what that what I told you that whenever you told me about that, um, it was with eight hens. They were with eight hens when I snuck up on them, and it was like, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what a Jenny was. Like I didn't know. I didn't either. (laughs) It's 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 not like I'm just. I just acted like I knew. I was a gay genius. (laughs) Yeah, it's well, it's not like I'm some turkey guru. I literally learned that this year. And it's just because people's talking about this year. Because I was listening to, I think it was the guys were quoting. I think what Doctor like Mike Chamberlain said, which is like the turkey guru from like I think Georgia or something like that. He's a big like turkey biologist. But Jenny's like they'll lay eggs, but they they have I guess they have like video of them like they'll just walk through the woods and like lay an egg, and just wow. like keep walking. They don't <laughs> wow. know how to nest. So I'm guessing. And I don't know this for sure. I'm guessing they're still breeding, so that's why the gobblers still don't leave them. Huh. But they're not nesting. I I also didn't know that hens could have beards. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen quite a few bearded hens. Huh. I've never seen one, or at least I I didn't know that I saw one. <laughs> you want to hear something crazy? And I'll send you this video. I'm actually like editing it for Ronnie Hardy wants to put it on his um youtube channel so last year i was hunting with casey ash matt knows casey well nate knows casey too he plays basketball with us yeah Um, yep i know who casey is uh we were hunting on his farm last year and he killed it was actually his second bird he killed that year we're sitting there calling to this bird and he's hammering but he's not he's not wanting to move out there and i sitting there and i hear gobble down to my right and it's like bird up and i'm like casey we got jake coming up to the right of us and i look to my right and here comes a hen into the to the um right away and i said well here comes a hen too this hen walks up like literally probably seven yards seven steps in front of casey and that gobbler sees her and starts walking to us well she he's still just hammering and she's tackling and just going nuts well she walks up on the bank and she calls and then she gobbles <laughs> she i have it on video she gobbles and it's, I'm like, it's 2022 shay yeah yeah I can't <laughs> do anything I want. and like i'm sitting there like 
I'm sitting there trying to shoot her away because the gobbler where he's at, he can't see me. And she's looking at me and just like pissed off and just like gobbling. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on? And he ends up killing the bird. And uh, I think we're still dealing with that hen out there this year because I've been out there with him a little bit. And there's a hen and she's like the raspiest, like loudest hen ever. So, yeah, but it is 2022. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to be real confused the next one I see. If it's goblin with a beard, like it's probably going to get smacked in the mouth. <laughs> well, you can shoot, you can shoot, uh, you can shoot a hen with a beard. Oh, can I you? I mean, yeah. If it's got a, well, I don't know about PA, but like West Virginia, they kill bearded hens all the time. Oh, I that's kind of like when you shoot a, a button buck or a, a spike with under so many inches, it's counted as a dead. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, as long as it has a beard. And then there's like, but there's like other states, like other states, like I forget what state it is, but they have like to have look two of three things, like a full fan, a beard, or it, it, I forget what all it has to have. But there's um, like some states you can't kill Jake's, some states you can't kill bearded hens. I'm too scatterbrained um, for that. Like that one I shot this year, I I was in a class because it was the only place I got service, so I had to go on top of the mountain or I wouldn't be able to do the class. And so I had class in one ear and goblin in the other, and then they came up, and I was just like, my mind was about to explode. Just too, too much stimulus. Mute. <laughs> Mute. Hey, I'll be back. Mute. All right, I'm yeah, back. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm present. That's, yeah. But, like, just in the last, I mean, once I've dove into this turkey hunting thing, it's came a little bit of an obsession. But people still ask me, like, Hey, I, if you had to choose, it's it's like the golden question with between like turkey and deer hunters. If you had to choose and you could only hunt one, what would it be turkey or deer? I'm like, I mean, it's not even a question. It'd be deer. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Like, I love deer. I hear a lot of people lean towards turkey, though, too. I mean, I, like I said, I have not gotten into it hot and heavy like some people, but like, that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm like, when it's when it's fall it's deer hunting i get that yes but i think honestly the only thing that i would lean the reason i would lean towards turkey hunting is because and it's getting more more people are starting to turkey hunt but you other than west virginia's rifles you it's hard to cheat turkey hunting yeah Yeah. you know it's hard to cheat if you took away rifles in west virginia it'd be very hard to cheat turkey hunt like you have to like put in work other than if you which baiting's illegal anyways but i'll tell you what other, we're, i mean we're probably getting pretty close to uh i, I mean i totally a guess of mine but i would assume we're probably getting close to banning rifles I, someone else just got shot and i think they died this year in west virginia from getting shot with yeah, a rifle that that boy up in um he's around kaiser and it was with a 243 and i'm in there's there's people and i if if facebook just people in there and i see stuff and i'm like uh, it's just and i'm not getting old we're not getting old (laughs) it's just like i feel like a grumpy old man now when it comes (laughs) to that stuff and like it's like the excuses for using rifles are like the dumbest excuses ever. Like I seen someone say, well, I don't want to tear up the meat. And I'm like, you're shooting a uh, high powered rifle. You're shooting it in the body going through the breast. What do you think it's doing to that meat? They're like, well, I don't want a shotgun blast. Well, I'm not trying to shoot a turkey in the 
body with a shotgun, shoot the head. Now I'll, yeah, tell, and I'll tell you what my new trophy is, and and the breast meat's great, but I heard it. Um, I forget where I heard it, but the old timers used to do it, and you, you've probably heard of it. I don't know if you do it or not. I did it um, for the first time with my turkey this year. Is you uh, the stones from the gizzard? Have you have okay, you heard yeah. about that? Yeah. So basically, you you take the gizzard out. And it's really hard. It's almost like if you ever seen a deer heart, it's it's yeah. almost like that texture um, and consistency. And you cut it open, and then you you put all the insides into like a straining basket and uh, put water over it. And basically, it has a bunch of little stones in it. And yep. what you do, or what I did, um, if you've ever seen like the the glass bottles with the different layers of sand and yep, things like sand. that, yep. So I put, washed it all out and put all the stones in that because what happens is the, the food goes into their gizzard and all, and all the little stones and rocks and stuff, they, they crush it up so they can absorb it better. Um, so, but it's kind of cool. Like I'm hoping whenever, like I shoot one in PA, which I will do <laughs> hopefully this week, um, once I get different stones from each, like different parts of the counties, different counties, different states, kind of see like just how different all the stones are and everything. To me, I think that's cool. I, I honestly, I, I was more fired up than that, but than like mounting a fan. Oh, I, the, um, I will keep a fan here and there. Um, but I, I mean, other than all the meat and stuff like that, I cut the legs and the beard out. This is all I really do. Um, what do you do with I'm the not, legs? I usually, um, so I cut when they're like fresh, when I'm cutting them up, I cut them off like the whole, like little leg things. And then, um, later on I'll cut just like above the spur and below the spur and then put them in a baggie, uh, borax for like, you know, like a week or two or something like that. And then take them out, take like a knife and take like the skin part out of them and take a Dremel and Dremel them down, then put a string through them. Oh, that's cool. I was wondering what people did. So my wife doesn't know it, but I my uh, the the legs from my turkey are in the back of our freezer right now. And I I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I know people use these. I don't know what exactly for. I was I was like, I don't know if I can just give them to my dogs for like like to chew on or or what I'm gonna do with them. But that was next yeah, on my I list. I don't keep the legs per se. I just keep the spurs. Oh, okay. And then, like, I'll just take, like, a, I'll take, like, old shotgun shells and, like, put the beard up in the shotgun shell and then, like, put the string around the um, spurs and up like that. And I have a big string that I hang all of it on no, and cool. stuff like that. I like just that. To, that's cool. Just something. I, I'm not a big – a lot of guys like, cool. now, I have seen some cool stuff it, um, lately with, like, the – a lot of people doing like the back hide part into a fan. My buddy did one, um, like I think he killed like a Merriam or something like that, and he did that. Um, it's pretty cool, but it's still a lot of work. I it, mean, it's all a lot of work anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say anything <laughs> killing anything is a lot of work. Honestly, I mean, I if if a turkey didn't have beard spurs, I'd still hunt because I like eating them. Yeah, I mean that's. That's the only reason my fiance never hunted in her life. She fished. She grew up, uh, her dad fished and stuff like that, but she never hunted. And she got eaten like wild turkey. And she's like, man, this is good. And I'm like, 
I can only kill two a year. I was like, we can only get like, we only have like four breasts, you know, two out of one, two out of the other. She's like, well, I'll start shooting. I'll go. And she's a killer. I mean, she, she I bumped her up to the, her first turkey that she killed. She killed with a, uh, I had a 410 I bought. Um, and then this year I got a 20 gauge uh, and um, bumped her up a bit. She shoots 20 gauge when we go sh- skeet shooting and stuff. So I bumped her up to a 20 gauge and she smoked both of those. Well, if she if she's in it for the meat, don't let her uh, don't let her ever try rough grouse. Oh, dude, no, listen, if there was if there was rough grouse still around West Virginia, heavily oh, there, like there was like back. Yeah, not not many, though, but not remember. around our area like it used to be. Like I can remember rabbit hunting when I was growing up and just like jumping grouse. I I killed a grouse when I was rabbit hunting before, like when I was younger. Like we jump grouse all the time. Now it's hard to find them anymore. I mean, you, you still can, but you know, it's not like they was back in like yep. the early two thousands, late nineties. You got to get out to, stuff like to the mountains. So, uh, yeah. One of my friends was camping up at, uh, well, I'm not going to say where, but up in the mountains yeah. and this week actually. And they said they were, they were sleeping in a tent and they just heard grouse all around them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry. Matt still never gave me any grouse meat. <laughs> oh, grouse. Uh, Nate's uh, always like, like let, let me know when you want to go. Let me. I'm like, hey, Nate, I'm going tomorrow. I'm going the next day. Oh, yeah, I'm busy, man. I got work. <laughs> uh, grouse is grouse is the best. We're going to go turkey hunting today. When Nate's like, well. The, the grouse is definitely, it puts turkey to shame. So hopefully uh, me and Nate can get together. Um He's got a little um, place out at Dodgers County. Hopefully, we can go and call some in and videotape each other. Maybe we'll double up. Yeah, that, that, that's where mine. That's where my. That's where I hunt at. And um, we're out on Buffalo Calf. Oh, okay. So that's kind of opposite. I'm at the other end. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's just my second turkey. The first turkey I killed this year, I um. It was like 10 o'clock, 10, 10 30 or something like that. It was like your picture perfect, struck him, uh, made a move, got set up, caught him in. He came like 30 yards, shot him. That's like your that's textbook. textbook. Yeah, textbook cut. The next one, I got there daylight, got on a turkey, followed that turkey, kept trying to get in front of him, kept trying to get in front of him. Ended up crawling up, seen him at 100 yards, and he had like five or six hens with him. So I literally just crawled back to where he couldn't see me and just walked up back to where I came from. I wasn't even going to try to mess with him. And I go past there, walk up there, pulling my glass call out of um, my uh, vest, pulled it, and when I hit it, um, Nothing gobbled, but I seen something out of the corner of my eye take off running. And what it was was a hen was standing down there. And she had seen me. And she ran up over the hill. And I was standing there. I was like, yeah, I think that was a turkey. Well, a few seconds later, here comes a strutter walking right behind her. 
And um, when when he got out of sight, I went down there and um, he'd followed her and I watched him go up over there and I crawled up up this uh, side of this uh, grassy knoll, crawled right up there, popped up, and he was like 20 yards below me and shot him. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, like, so, and, and, and then some people frown upon that, like, oh, you didn't call him in and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's just as hard to crawl up on a turkey as it is to call one in. I was, yeah, I was reading the, the law book. Nate knows I'm a big, a big law guy. I'm always, every time we go somewhere, I'm like, we can't do this, this, or this. And he's like, shut up. Well, that's, <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's probably a good thing. But, uh, it, it is, but I mean, he's, 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 he's pretty serious and to the T about it. And I'm like, where did you see that? I did not see that. Yeah, I have an OCD <laughs> real bad. But anyway, so I was reading their, their, their rule book, and I was kind of confused. One of the rules that they had up there for turkey hunting, spring gobbler, said no stalking. I'm like, the, literally the definition of hunting is almost stalking. Like, I mean, I don't in, know. Like, in TA? Yeah. I, don't, I still don't know what that means because, like, I mean, if you're walking around, you're locating – you you do a locator, you find out where they are, and then you're kind of getting close. I mean, to me, that's stalking. Unless I was just really tired, I could I could have swore it said no stalking. Do you think? Do you think maybe maybe that means reaping? I don't know what reaping means. When they when these guys are like taking fans and like crawling out in the field behind these fans, oh, uh, and I don't like know. having the turkeys run at them, like. Because that, that's a big controversial thing right now is because people are getting reaping. shot. People are getting shot, and like a turkey's brain, like, like I, I've talked to some guys that done it. I've never done it, and they a lot of people say it's like oh, it's not even fair. Really? Like because a gobbler or one of if you're walking in with a like a fan in front of him, like he'll want to run over to like attack you to keep you away from his hens. Huh? And a lot of people are doing that i wonder if that's what because a lot of places are making it illegal like i seen a video i heard on my instagram story and i couldn't do it but there's a couple like accounts that are like on instagram that like they're they're real old school but they're like younger guys but like they're against reaping and stuff like that which i mean if it's legal whatever but um it shows i don't know if it was it never said if it was public or private but this guy's sitting at an edge of a field and the, and the field had like a little row in it and he had a hen a jake and a strutter decoy all out in front of him he had a goose spread right out in front of him um and all of a sudden this fan pops over this roll and like he has a uh tactic camera like a maybe a gopro or something because you can see he points his gun right at that fan and that fan comes in comes in comes in and all of a sudden, two guys stand up. The guy, like, throws his gun down because he's oh, getting ready to shoot these guys. Yeah. And it, and that's, like, a big fad now is, like, this reaping stuff, which, like I said, if it's legal, and, like, I don't even care if it's legal or illegal, it should be outlawed on public land. Yeah, yep. I'm scared and, to even do yep. after uh, the guy from the last episode, Justin, um, every time he did a gobbler, like, did a gobble call, he's always like, I shouldn't have done that. And I always just thought it was like maybe thought it scared him. He's like, no, like out on public, you you get shot. Not like, like I didn't oh, even think about yeah. that. 
that's why that's honestly one of the reasons i other than like not wanting to carry them that's one of the reasons i don't carry decoys because even a hen decoy at like 200 yards um uncle earl pulls up with his you know 2000 chevy silverado easy on the chevy 30 out six yeah oh i got a chevy too hey i got a chevy silverado i can talk about him and holds his 30 out six out the window and shoots because he sees a turkey over there yeah 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 i that's they and like or people get like kind of like argumentative when i say this but i was like west virginia either needs to do one thing outlaw rifles or outlaw decoys one or the other something's got to give yeah and you know and but they say every time they try to do it, the NRA steps in. Oh, I'm sure they do. And like, I can understand. And like we was talking, I understand where the NRA is coming from. They're like, we can't take away gun rights and stuff like that. But it's like literally, there's only like, I forget. We looked it up. How many states actually allow rifles? And it's very few. Yep, I, I've and, never really even thought about yeah, it being like an NRA issue or anything like that. No, it's interesting. And then, the, the argument, too, is like, well, let's outlaw centerfire rifles and just allow rimfire. And I'm like, rimfire would probably cripple way more turkeys than mm-hmm. anything. People out there with 22 trying to shoot one at 100 yards or something like that. <laughs> you know you what know? would happen. Yeah. yeah. And like, and that's, and the problem is, is like, even like these parents, like, taking their kids out hunting and they're like, well, I want my kid to shoot it with this and stuff like that so he can get one. I'm like, yeah, but the problem is with this generation and even our generation is they'll never want to go and make it harder. Right. They want to ne- never do it right. They, it's always easiest way possible. Yep. I'm not going to lie. That, that law got in my head because I was sitting there and I was just I was reading it, waiting for it to get light. And I was like, well, normally like after a while I'll get up and walk around and try to locate one if I don't hear anything. But I was like, now I'm scared to. I don't even I I don't know what that means. I don't know what no stalking means. Like I that's literally I, what I'm doing yeah, out they here. They need to have a definition <laughs> on that. Yeah, I'd actually like I'd that must be a question for like the DNR for there, but like I'm wondering if that was made for reaping. Yeah. I mean the funny part is out of the decade that I've hunted PA public that was the first day that I've been stopped by the DNR. And I got no. stopped. You got to be it, hunting hours are till 12. I was walking out at 1158. And I know you heard me because I was practicing my turkey call, the mouth one, because I'm not real great at it. And uh, I come around the bend and I was getting ready to unload my shotgun. It was like 1158, 1159. I was, I was like, all right, I'm taking it out. And then uh, I just look up and he was right there waiting on me. Was it? Yeah, they're real nice oh, though. I mean, I, I didn't have any problems with them. Treated me good. Had good conversation. But I should have asked him about that. I'll I'll uh, be sure to do that the next time I run into him. Yeah, that's that's yeah, definitely that's... A weird. But I I wonder if it is about the reaping thing. Yeah, I'll have to ask. I I never even heard about. I didn't even know that that I knew about that, but I didn't know it was called reaping. So. Yeah, that's it's just, mainly out in in the south. It's big and kind of out the midwest where they can see a long ways and stuff it's a big thing now makes sense well shay i appreciate you coming on here man yeah guys i yeah i appreciate you having me it's like i i'm not against talking about hunting (laughs) definitely definitely need to get you back on here maybe get in person do you uh you you live in salem yeah 
Okay, I live on Valley Street now. Uh, so you're living with your fiance? Yeah. Unless it's Nate, a uh, GPS. Nate, 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 Nate <laughs> I can literally, Nate, I can literally pick up a baseball and probably hit your house. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Okay, because Brian Rakiski lives right up the road from me. Yeah, Brian's married to my cousin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, Matt, I'm literally, you're... literally right up the street. Well, we should have just done this in person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about I can't going to your house from here? But I, I, it's pretty close. Yeah. So how about in fall? We'll get back on here and we'll come do it in yeah. person. I, I was gonna say I would tell you where I live on here, but probably <laughs> some of your listeners would come burn my house down now. Yeah. No. You're, you've already <laughs> talked. You've already talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, man, the next episode, he's going to be like, here. I don't want to talk bad about people that burn people's houses down, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Shay. Take it easy, man. Yeah, you guys do. All right. All right see ya. Yeah.